Welcome to the Brilliantly Resilient Podcast. What's your train wreck? Everyone has one. The question is, are you going to live there or are you just visiting? Let's check in with Mary Fran and Kristen to learn how to come through not broken, but brilliant. resilient listeners. Thanks for tuning into another episode of the show. Before we dive into the super cool interview today, we wanted to welcome you to this special series of the Brilliantly Resilient Summer of Reading. We have had so many amazing guests on who are brilliant authors and who share their wisdom with you through their written words. And we wanted to find a way to promote them and give you some really awesome stuff to read. So we are doing the Summer of Reading giveaways. Woo! <laughs> if you head on over to brilliantlyresilient.net, you can get the sign up for the download. If you head over to Instagram, we're doing a whole big Insta promotion there. Every week we will be giving away one of the books. And this whole summer, we will be bringing these authors back to you to hear what their books are about and what they've been up to. You're going to love this list. I mean, we were blown away putting it together. We've got New York Times bestsellers, Wall Street Journal list toppers, the biggest awards in the different industries, those winners. Who knew? We know some brilliant people. And now you get to know them too and read their books. So like Mary Fran said, head on over to brilliantlyresilient.net, get the list and go to Instagram, follow at brilliantlyresilient. We'll see you all summer long. Hey everybody, welcome to another special summer episode of Brilliantly Resilient. We are diving into the the reading list of having a brilliantly resilient summer with with some of our favorite authors from our show over the past year. And today I am so excited. I'm all smiles to catch up with my buddy Morton because Morton has gotten so popular all over the world that his schedule is absolutely jam-packed with all the good stuff that he's doing. And Morton is on our list, our summer of resilient reading list with his book, Sentence to Blindness, Now What? And if you all think that this book is about going blind, it is so much more than that. Morton has taught me so much about mindset uh, through this book and our conversation. So Morton, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. It's great to be here. We are so excited to have you. And I want to jump right in because so many of the things that you talk about in this book, first of all, you talk about them in a really interesting and dare I say, fun way, you know, I I really want to talk about the Letterman. Yeah. You have to to tell everybody about the Letterman because I'm reading, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such a cool way to deal with, you know, the things that you have to deal with. So first of all, give us a little bit of your backstory and then let's dive into the book and how you came about to write it and talk about the Letterman. Yeah. Okay. I am uh, from Denmark. Uh, in Scandinavia, and I um, have retinitis pigmentosa, which is an eye disorder that slowly makes you go blind. And uh, the way that it's progressing for me is that I have a tunnel to look through, and this tunnel is getting smaller and smaller and eventually will uh, render me blind, probably. Let's see about that. <laughs> and um, a couple of years ago, back in 16, I, I also worked for the Lego Group as a senior art director. And I um, 
had for many years just kind of pretended that I didn't have an eye condition. And uh, it was going well until 16, where my body just said, hey, buddy, this is not working for any of us. And, and that's a fun thing. I always speak about my body like, like it's something to talk to. I often talk to my body. And, uh, and uh, th then it simply shut down and said no more. And um, I had to really stop and look at my life and figure out what had I been doing for my entire life. And especially for the last 16 years when I was working as a in very, you know, in a very visual job having no vision which is kind of uh, insane mm -hmm. and um and I, I looked at myself and said okay if i have to live this life with a disability that is rendering me blind i have to figure out how i can always you know be best friend with what is in this exact moment because otherwise i will end up being a very um, sad and very depressed and very not pleasant person to be around. So, so I literally changed my mindset on and my thinking about you know literally everything. So, so that 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 started the whole process of writing the book and uh, and turning this you know this um, unfortunate situation into something that would enrich me and you know people who would listen to it and. Um, and um, yeah, read the book and figure out that this book is not about becoming blind. It's actually about how to get above or rise above all the problems that we encounter in life and, and somehow become bigger than them. I think that's the, the essence. Exactly. Yeah. So, so let's dive into this, this area that, that Mary Fran wanted to hear more about, the Letterman. Well, it is... Um, it is a, a meta story in the book and um i don't want to give too much ray but i know i i want to i want to discuss it here because it is quite uh an interesting part of the book which was actually ch challenged and uh when i when i showed showed the book to various beta readers they were like divided like there was some people said it's confusing we don't know what to do with it it's why it's there it's it's irritating and and that's the whole point because the lettermen they are um they are representing the un um unconscious part of yourself that tells you stories so you can sometimes not really tell whether something is real or not real because that is something that we decide ourselves in our minds and often when we are very very closely related to our you know, our ego, you know, our, the part of ourself that wants this and have to have this and judging this and we're very connected to that part. Um, it, it's very, very difficult to be balanced. So, and, and it's very difficult to, to tell when it is a thought and when it is real. So the letterman, they are kind of representing that. And um, often I get, feedback from people who said you know i had to go through the whole book before i realized what it was and and then some people say well page two i kind of understood it right away and that's the interesting part i have i have in the in the preface I, i'm telling people that there will be patterns in the book to look for and maybe you will see the patterns and maybe you won't and that's the that's the that's the challenge that i give people before reading it 
You know, to me, that was one of the things that made this special and set it aside from so many other books, made it different from so many other books that, um, you know, that try to teach people things. And there are many and we need them. We need everyone's perspective. But when I was reading it, I was like, what the heck is going on here? And then all of a sudden it dawned on me and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the this is, you know, it's kind of the voices in our heads that tell us all these different things. And I really love what you just said, where you just said, we decide ourselves if something is real or not real. And obviously that can't apply to facts. I mean, the fact of the matter is you were losing your sight. But the way that we can address all of that, that very often has those variables variables within it where we can say, okay, I'm, I'm making this worse than it is because I'm adding stuff to it. Mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, whatever, that whatever it is, but it, but it's a, it's very often a mental state of mind. So how did that mental state of mind, and I'm sure it, it was a roller coaster for you. How did you, and do you still manage it? Because I think the important thing to note too, is this is an ongoing process. Like you don't just, you don't figure this out one day and go, that's it. My mind's fine. You know, I'm all good from now till forever. So talk us through that a little bit. Yeah, it, it's, it was actually a very concrete situation that I encountered back in the winter of 16 when I was sitting in the job center and um, I, couldn't, I couldn't work any longer as a senior art director at the Lego Group. You know, and the reason why I couldn't do that was that I had a voice in my head. And when I say voice in my head, it's not like, oh, oh my God, he's schizophrenic or anything. <laughs> it would, it would have, I, had, I had a perspective and I had a thought in my head that, you know, I can't be here. I'm not good enough to be here because I will always be behind everyone else because they can see and I can't. And, uh, and that kind of convinced me that I wasn't worth anything, that I didn't, you know, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't you know, make a difference. And so I kind of, I kind of gave up um, when I was sitting in the, this, this job center office and office and people around me were talking about, you know, procedures and clauses. And, you know, we were looking into, was time for me to, to be retired because I couldn't see enough to do anything. And all, all those thoughts, uh, talks were, were debated, all those uh, scenarios were debated. And there I had this weird moment when just, I just felt that, you know, everything could be like indifferent. I didn't care if I would, I would die, if I would live, or if I would lose everything, my, my family, my wife, every, everything was just, you know, I give up, I surrender. And when I did that, when I had that moment of surrendering, I just felt an enormous liberation of energy that was almost like, uh, you know, 10,000 tons of stone were falling off my shoulders. And I just felt so relieved and, and um, liberated in that moment. And when that was just such an epiphany. And when I had that moment, instantly, instantaneously afterwards, there was a voice in my head saying, Morton, what do you want out of life? And that was just, everything just lit up in my brain. I I think I have what you call a 
you know, a, a uh, gamma burst. That's when you, when your whole brain just, and I just knew that I had to do something. And then I started to be curious about what, what happened there. And, and I started looking at myself and said, okay, you know, what, what can I do for myself to get me out of this? And I was really in a, in a state of, depression and stress and my body was just so exhausted and uh, so so I, I said okay how can I how can I do this so I started looking for inspiration and I started you know consuming enormous amount of of uh, esoteric books and books on mindset and books about biology and physics and everything just came together and I just haven't stopped uh, since so the the amount of books that it's in my system now is just it, it ridiculous so hmm. so i just said okay, okay i have to know much more about everything and um that kind of uh, started the whole thing and i kind of put it that, that no I, I when you read the book it, it's so multi-layered there are so many things between the lines that i'm not telling you about but the energy is there and i and i think some people can actually feel it when they read it they say i think there's something weird going on there and I think the whole book was written from you know purely my heart which is a is this interesting thing because when I read the book again I'm looking at it and said no way I wrote this I can't you know I, I don't I don't where did that come from so so I wrote it from a very very you know uh, intense uh, connection with my real self instead of you know the confused uh you know all over the place uh egoistic huh. version of myself how long did it take you to write it it is it took about four months to make the whole sort of skeleton of the book and uh i don't i had i had never taken a course i've never you know, get get um, gotten any form of education in doing it. I just had a very very clear idea about how to do it. So I so I started writing um, all the, the the chapters, and it kind of when I looked at it, I said, "This is the whole. This is it." Now I just have to put in the words in all mm -hmm. the chapters, and then I wrote it all in approximately four months. And then I said, "Okay, now I've written it. I have to live it now." And then I, mm. I gave myself those challenges that I talk about in the book, uh, the four challenges. And, um, and then I said, okay, I have to, you know, if I only read about this and I only talk about it, but don't do it, then it had no meaning. So I said, okay, I have to experiment with, with this. So uh, I had to go out and then test everything. Wow. And after maybe 10 months or something like that, I did, did a lot of speaking and I, I, I it was, booked to to speak at you know all sorts of uh events and at companies and and i came back after 10 months i was like okay i probably have to write it all over and then i read it and i said oh my god everything there is what i did for the last 10 months and it's just you know i have to just have to make it you know you know you know put all the commas and you know make everything uh, right in it and um and that was uh, that was a strange the strange process of of writing the book i have to say as a as a fellow writer um and Kristen too i think when you when you immerse yourself in that and you allow yourself to write from your heart i've had the same experience many many times where i've written stuff 
because I'm in that moment. I'm feeling that, you know, that, that heart song or whatever it is that you, that you get out there on, on the page. And then I walk away and life is crazy and your brain's percolating in all different directions. And I do the same thing. I go back and I go, Oh my God, I can't believe I wrote that. This is genius, but, <laughs> but it, yeah, also, yeah, no. it also speaks to where we really should be centering ourselves. And the fact that you just said you went out, you tested it, you thought oh, I'm going to have to do everything over again. And you came back to it attests to the fact that that was what, that's, what's real for you. Mm-hmm. That's Kristen. And I talk all the time about, you know, your values and where you live from that place. And that apparently is what you did when you freed yourself. The other word I love that you talk about, Kristen and I say all the time is surrender. When you freed yourself from all of these things that you thought you had to be or were or whatever, you were able to live that true self. So that's that's beautiful. And the fact that it's all in here, yay. <laughs> wait, wait. So I'm, I'm so interested to know because I can't believe that you and I have never talked about this. Mary Fran, hold the book up again. How did you, did you design the cover or did someone else? I designed it. How did so you I designed it. Thing? Well, it was just, you know, this is what I've been doing for so many years. Being being the, an art director is to, you you have, you, you get a brief, you have a, a, maybe a complicated uh, message to deliver. How do you make that easy decodable in a in one image? And that's what I've been mm-hmm. doing for so many years. So I would just, I just felt that someone, when I was sentenced to blindness, I, someone literally ripped off my ability to see. And that, that just, that was the feeling I had when, when someone told me that Imon, you are you are going to be blind some at some point in your future, that was the feeling just ripped off, and uh, so that was um, yeah. And then there was a very clear vision I had, and I just then I just made it. So for the people listening on the podcast, the cover, if you haven't seen it, it's it's a picture of Morton's face, but then it does look like someone took that picture and ripped where his eyes are right off of of the page and that's where the title is sitting in that. I love that it's in the black section, sentenced to blindness. I also love that you called it sentenced to blindness. Now what? Because people do think that it's a death sentence when you're, when you're told you're going blind, which, which I know that's where I started and, and where you started. And then to go through the journey of that book and realize, I mean, yours is, has been just the beginning of a, a, it's like a rebirth of the true Morton and your message to the world and all these people that you've touched. It's just, it's a complete opposite of what we would consider sentence to blindness. Yeah, in in Danish, it has a double meaning because it it actually means, so what? When you say it in in Danish, it means what to do about it. And it also means, so what? So so it has this, duality about it when when you see the, the Danish version of it it's like you can you can't really tell is he saying so what or is he saying what to do about it like what now what so it maybe have a little bit of the same in the English but not as as strongly as in Danish but you know it's it's good enough I just oh. love that it's that you titled it that you have that now what and everything that's happened since hmm. like oh my god trying to keep up with your now what like it's fantastic. Well, and and there was something there was something that you said somewhere else. Okay, so this was the other thing that I wanted to talk about really quickly because we're gonna 
we're going to let you go soon, but needing to understand before accepting, you had to let go of that. That is yeah. just, that's, Ooh, that's just hard. Brilliant. That's hard. I, it is so hard, but, <laughs> but that, you know, we think so many times because we have this brain, we have to, we have to have the answers to everything. Hmm. And Sometimes that's just where that surrender has to go, come in. So talk yeah. about that a little bit, that process. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a man, <laughs> you know, often people, <laughs> when you are, <laughs> <laughs> often like men have to, you know, understand everything. It, I felt that before anyone could pre present me with, with something that was not accepted in my sort of paradigm, in my worldview, I wouldn't accept it unless someone could prove to me that it would work or that it was, you know, a process that would lead to something. Or, and, and at one point, and I, have, I tell about a, a, a psychologist and a, a mental trainer that I, went with, that I, that I visited um, through a period of, of uh, back in 14, I think. And, and she taught me something very important that, that often we try to figure everything out with the mind and uh, it, the, the mind wants to have everything scheduled. So if you, if you, if you can't see, you know, all the dots, then leading to where you want, then you kind of say, it's often you say, no, then I won't go because you know, the, the, the path is so uncertain. And it was Steve Jobs who said that you can't connect the dots going forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. And, and this is somewhat the same. You have, sometimes you just have to accept that I don't understand this and I don't have to. I can just feel now that in my, my gut, in my heart, in my, in my body, it says, this is okay. Just, just have faith and, and take the first step. And that was very difficult for me. And I just slowly understood that, understood that when I read all the esoteric books that I was diving into about, you know, ancient philosophy and Eastern philosophy and actually also the, the North American Indians, the culture of, you know, ancient cultures made me realize that, that you know, we are so much in our heads and so little in our bodies and I had mm. to teach myself to become that and that's the reason why I am practicing mindfulness meditation every day and and try to always be aware of what is going on around me with with sense perceptions taking everything in that's happening and uh, feeling what is going on inside myself and then I like then I often can call the bluff on the mm. mind trying to imagine all sorts of scenarios. I love wow. that. Calling calling the bluff on the tricks that our mind, our brain plays on us um, that can keep us from being who we want to and who we're meant to be. Um, Morton, this book is brilliant. Thank you for sharing it with us. Um, we want to encourage everybody, head on over to Instagram to enter to win a copy of Morton's book. And where can people find you in the interim? Where can we find you? Well, you can always find me on mortonbunder.dk <laughs> and um, well I am on Facebook and on LinkedIn and, and Twitter a little bit and Instagram so, so Morton Bunder if you can if you can come past the pronunciation of of 
I don't know if you if you have somewhere put in the the, the exact words because you have a you have a problem pronouncing it correctly, Kristen. Every time you ask me, oh, come again before we go online, is it can is it bon ben bon 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 We'll put a link to everything in the in the <laughs> show notes here, so everybody can find it. But your book is is available on Amazon too. Is that is that right? Oh yeah, Amazon and uh, also uh, on Audible. And uh, I actually narrated the, the the book myself, so it is my my um, Danish accent ish voice speaking. <laughs> but um, but I think it's um, I think I think it's, it's you can actually both. You read the book and listen to it. I think it um, it's it's uh, two different things because I the Letterman I have different voices in the book and there I I have some some audio effects and and so so that's a little bit of a wouldn't a that help if we could give different voices to those voices in our heads because you you'd hear it you'd be like oh this is the guy I don't want to listen to but they're all the same so you can't it's hard to differentiate but. That was yeah. that was brilliant. I love the way you did that. So thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks. Thank for being you here, so much for having me. And thank you everybody for tuning in to another one of our special episodes about our summer of resilient reading. You can get the entire list of all the books and authors that we're featuring by going to brilliantlyresilient.net, and you will see the the link that you can sign up to to grab that list and check out the authors. Let us know what you think about sentence to blindness now what after you read it and uh see you next time thanks for tuning in to the brilliantly resilient podcast join our facebook group and follow us on youtube to be inspired with tools to reset rise and reveal your brilliance